Welcome to Chirping with Chip, episode six. Hey, four, five. <laughs> Hi. Hey. What's up? We were just talking about how you don't find me funny. <laughs> That's not true at all. You literally said your reels suck. You're not funny at all. <laughs> I literally did not say those words. Well, I showed you all the reels that I recorded today. And you were like squinting. <laughs> I was trying to read it. <laughs> I think my wife is funny, ladies and gentlemen, for the record. I think she's a hoot. A hoot. Uh, uh, 75 heart is good. I'm on day 12, 13. I want you uh, to share the story that you told me about today. You don't have to say their names. Oh, the yeah. That's cool. So I consider myself, you know, well, I am old compared to a lot of my troops. Like some of my guys are 18, 19, 20. You know, I'm over here. These young guns, they don't know what it's like yet. But um, since, like, I remember a couple months ago before I started 75 hard that I was... You know, I'm still fast. Um, like I consider myself pretty in shape comparatively, and I'd been behind these guys a lot in previous squadron runs. And then Friday, I beat some of those mother truckers, <laughs> and it felt good. Awesome. You know, right off at the beginning, they took off, and they must have thought they had it in the bag, and. Yeah, slowly but surely I caught those sons of guns and old man Nate. Why do you think that happened? Because I stopped drinking and lost 10 pounds. Because <laughs> my wife made me do 75 hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drinking a gallon of water a day, so I'm nice and hydrated. I've been eating right, so my body's You've been getting like, plenty of sleep, like going to bed by nine, right? That I have not been doing that well there yet at all. Yeah. But everything else, doing pretty good. There's no sleeping well in 75 heart. It's not one of the items I have to do. Yeah. I'm proud of you, though. You've been messaging me, like, the other night. It was I woke up, and you were still awake. And you're like, I'm just finishing my reading in my water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. just chug the full gallon right as you're going to bed, because then you got to go to the bathroom. So you got to... Yeah, it's all good. How are you doing? How's your 75 hard going? It's good. So you are, you're finishing week two. Yeah. I'm finishing, what is this, week four, right? Yeah. And I was telling you a little bit today that it's kind of like the newness and excitement of it is, has worn off. Um, I think typically it's just me. So I don't really have a whole lot to plan for, but with my mom out here and wanting to like do different things with her, you just have to like, you're out of completely out of your routine and you just have to actually think about what you're doing and plan for it. And, um, yeah, but it's definitely, I'm at a point where like, you just, you know what to do, like you're going to get it done no matter what, but just like having a plan for it and definitely realizing how annoyed I get with 
my own excuses. Like, I don't think I've ever been so, I'm just like annoyed with myself if I come up with an excuse and I'm starting, and I think I read this in his book that he says, you'll start to feel that with other people too. Like you'll hear excuses and you'll hear people not just about health and fitness, but with other things too. And you just start to recognize it and it's just annoying because it's like, you have the time, you can absolutely do the thing. So I hope everybody does it at least once in their life. I think it's a cool Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good for resiliency. And uh, I mean, that's what we talked about before. It's not really, none of the tasks individually are very hard by themselves, but you stack it with consistency and you stack it with all of the other little tasks every day. And then that's when it becomes hard and time management becomes a thing. And you really can't just sit on your ass for a couple of hours out of the day because then you will not be able to catch up. Yeah, that's good. One of my guys here is on day 50 something. And he told me, he's like, I can almost taste the beer. It's so close. What do you think is going to be your first thing that you eat or drink? Pizza. Yeah, I'm thinking pizza too. And beer. But the pizza here kind of sucks. So um, that stinks. It is what it is. It's not terrible. Do you have Domino's over there? <laughs> no. I'll send you some. I think I, I guess I could probably go buy like a DiGiorno oven pizza. Oh, yeah. That would probably be okay. Yeah. People have given us some things to talk on because I know we've been like trying to figure out what we should talk about. And I really did want this podcast to just be, I feel like we have a lot of funny conversations, but sometimes it takes I think that's why podcasters are good podcasters is because they know how to ask good questions and right. like um, gets people thinking. But someone had asked about like future plans for the rest of our time with the military and afterwards and kids and bigger dreams and all of that. Um, so... I'm going to be living here in Hawaii for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and your husband will not be. And you'll be somewhere in Colorado or something. Yeah, maybe. In the mountains. No, we've talked about ending up in Florida. Yeah. Where it's sunny most of the time. And warm most of the time. And by the ocean. And by the ocean. And we've talked about kids. Eight. Nine. I thought <laughs> we had agreed on. Nine kids. Two. Two would be two. A a goal. Two would be great. I was talking to my mom about some names that we've thought of. Oh yeah, what'd she say? Yeah, she is obsessed yeah she loves them we can't say them out loud because then y'all will steal them yeah true yeah can't can't tell anybody keep it yeah yeah I did. and uh talks about having a like a mountain home or like a little cabin in the woods yeah that would be awesome yeah fun little things 
I'm good with living in the summer full time and then vacaying too. Like when we went to Colorado, that was my first time when we went to Breck and I was looking forward to it, but I was like, okay, I mean, it's going to be freezing. I don't ski or snowboard. I'm going to hang out and probably do some work in the lodge. And I mean, how many times have I brought it up to you? Like I loved it so much. And I just keep saying like, can we please go back? Yeah. We can buy a house in Colorado. That's fine with me too. Yeah. I'd really be down for that. That's a long flight. <laughs> From Florida? Yeah. Honestly, since living here, I truly don't know if I'll ever consider anything else a long flight. Like, people have said to me, for... what? Oh, sorry. I said, I guess I meant for like taking doggos because we're going to have the oh, dog. True. Because we're going to have three dogs. We're going to have one dog. We're going to have three of them. One. Wow, it's going to be a lot. And nine kids. But when people say, like, when I've traveled, I mean, it's like sometimes a 10 or 11 hour flight. And people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, it was like three hours. And I was like, what? <laughs> that was just a little nap. But I remember living when I would travel from like New Hampshire to Florida. I remember that being a really long flight. It's crazy, right? This is nothing. What else are we talking for future plans? Military-wise, I think, I mean, every time I get to the end of an assignment, I can pretty much choose whether to continue going or do something different. Yeah. And I think every time through my entire career, and now is no different, I've always looked at what opportunities exist. And right now I'm doing school to try to get my master's in counseling. Um, And so that's something that I'm looking at right now as well. And also we should find out this month what my next assignment offering would be. And so who knows, maybe we'll have some decisions to make as far as what we want to do in life. I would say both you and I enjoy traveling. And like, that's like one thing we, we both really love. We both do. We enjoy traveling, visiting new things, seeing new things, seeing people that we like. And so we always get really excited come assignment season I didn't think that I would be someone that enjoyed moving around but every time and I think part of it is like I'm ready to leave (laughs) and go somewhere new but also I'm getting I think from Utah to here and now here to wherever else we go I've just felt that like I'm excited I'm excited to so maybe if you're listening to this feeling like you don't enjoy moving and that you're someone that like likes to stay where you're at maybe just give yourself another move or so and see if you are in a different headspace because I remember that was something I was really apprehensive about and nervous because I was like I have only lived in a couple places and I'm kind of good with that like I mean the most I had ever traveled was once I met you when I was in my mid-20s so I'm not someone to want to do that. And now, what do they say? Like once you catch the travel bug, it's totally a thing. I think it's tough PCSing. Like the move itself is not fun. Like packing up your entire house or having someone pack up your entire house, shoving it in boxes, trying to figure out what to do with cars. and Like all that is stressful things. But at the end of the day, everything's going to be okay and you're going to end up somewhere new and 
I was thinking about that the other day. I was, I had, I was looking at my, my binder from moving. I had all these stupid tasks I remember doing to leave Hawaii to come here. And now that I'm here, it's just like, ho-hum, another day. And like, it's like, I remember how stressful it was. And now everything is totally fine. Really, it was like a month in, like it was totally fine. I was like, that's probably a lot more stressful than it needed to be. And now everything's good. So if you're going through PCS right now, it will get better. And it's hard leaving people too. Like if you make friends, but you'll always find new people at the next place. So yeah, I would definitely say don't. I wish someone had told me that. Like, and maybe they did, and I just didn't listen. But <laughs> to not stop yourself from making friends, I think that was something I was like, you just kind of build up this wall because I don't want to be friends with people and then just leave and be hurt. Uh, but it's your life. Like, you're going to be moving every so many years, and it's kind of cool to have these really great friendships with people from literally all over. Um, and I think too, it's like a small military. So you may be back together at another place though. Yeah. I think we're at the point in this year where we've really started to look forward to the next assignment and seeing each other again, obviously. And so one of the questions that came up was how do we get back into a routine when I do come home? And I would say, I don't, I guess I'm trying to think like, I think it's more difficult for you than it is for me. Because <laughs> You said the question. I was just staying quiet because I'm like, where is he going to go with this? Because you said the question and I was like, what's the answer? <laughs> for me, it's very, it's usually easy. Usually I'm the one who pisses you off. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You've, you've developed a routine. You've yeah. taken on all of the tasks while well, you've taken on the trash and the mowing of the lawn and the taking care of the dogs. And you have to give the dogs medicine, by the way. And <laughs> they're heartworm. <laughs> oh, I changed the Yeah, I'm good. The date is the date. The date's off. The date's off. So <laughs> <laughs> we have a new date. Got it. And then we just like roll back in a you know, roll back into the lives and we expect, all right, we we're going to take on all these tasks that we were doing before. And that's usually not as easy for you as it is for us. I think it'll be interesting to see how we handle it this time, because in Utah, well, the first deployment, I was really just like coming into your life after that. Like we dated okay. and whatever. Second, I feel like I was just a hot mess myself. So yeah. And we weren't married yet. This is the first time that we've been married that you've gone away. And I just feel like we have some more like tools and resources in our belt to use. And we just know how to better communicate what we need. And I would say that's a thousand percent true is our, how we communicate. And we've both gotten better at expressing what we're thinking and what we're feeling to the other one in a way that doesn't like the other one can understand and doesn't get upset and can try to understand why each other are thinking the way we are. It's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Whereas before we probably didn't talk about it as well. I was so proud of myself today when you, when I called you and I was like, okay, we'll talk. I mean, I called you late, <laughs> but I was like, okay, we'll talk in an hour or something. And I called and you were 
you had gone back to sleep and you were like, oh, I slept in more. And I remember I was so frustrated because I like wanted to talk with you and I was going to do something else for work, but I was like, no, I should call him now. And the fact that you were like just waking up, so you weren't really engaging with me. You were like, still have a sleep, frustrated me. And instead of like old Heather taking it out on you and just being whatever, I was like, I'm upset right now because, and I said, why? I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. It's just because I had these certain expectations going into this call and that's not what it is, but I didn't relay those expectations to you. And I'm stressing out myself because I could have planned to do something else. Yeah. I was so proud of you too. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when you took it on yourself and you were like, but I didn't lay out the expectations. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to self-admit that this this is her, like her, she's just angry at herself. (laughs) And I was like, okay, good. I still felt bad. I was like, sorry, I didn't know your expectations and I didn't know um that's what you're gonna yeah no it was great and I mean I didn't expect to fall back asleep either but I did because I'm beat tired from the week um but uh, I was really happy about that too and I think yeah I can't think of a time off the top of my head right now but I've grown as well since being with you and being able to tell you what I'm thinking what I'm feeling why I'm feeling those ways and yeah communication there's another important question on here, and that was how did Trigger and Max became become the bestest of friends? And well, they the fought to, is, yeah. they're not. <laughs> they fought to the death. It was, if you've ever seen the movie 300, yeah, I feel just like it was like pretty that. similar. Yeah. Trigger tried to hold the line, but then Max just brought all the force, and about he's got about 20 pounds on Trigger. There's a lot of blood. Some blood. There you was weren't some... home. Yeah, because we brought Max home. And I think he was still probably a little drugged up because he was just fixed. Yeah. And I think he was very scared. They didn't really feed him well. And so he was really skinny. And they were fine. And then all of a sudden out in the backyard, they started going at it and you were almost home you had like a couple weeks left and I remember I was like hosing them down I was throwing lawn like the red chairs that we got from Home Depot I was just like throwing the lawn chairs at them and finally I broke them up and then when I brought them inside they were just like both bloody and gross yeah they still have little fights little every now every now and then like they'll fight over a ball or just out of nowhere it's kind of random it's definitely brotherly love in that they don't really like each other, but every Except now. for the time <laughs> a few weeks ago that Max bit Trigger's leg and then Trigger was limping and I had to take him to the hospital and you again weren't here. <laughs> that was a brotherly love fight. No, it was not. It was not like they fight every day. They don't fight every day. No, they don't fight every day. What they they brotherly love in the backyard. They fight and yes. play. Yeah. But sometimes I think they try to do more max isn't max is an old soul so eventually he's just sick of trigger being a shithead anyway that's the story of how, how max and trigger did not become the bestest of friends i think that they're very close now though i do think that it just took some time but they do 
they hang out together all day unless yeah. i mean right now like trigger will be with my mom and max will come lay next to me but for the most part they're always laying next to each other that was an important one so i just want yeah. to make sure we we got that one was that john's that's john from work john yeah. from work still single shout out yeah i'm pretty sure he's not listening to this podcast either so john from work still single john underscore from underscore work 11 <laughs> ladies I he's in the pacific him. on a tropical island go visit sounds, him sounds a lot like guam heart of gold loves pups loves pups uncle to trigger and max <laughs> shout out complete you're welcome wow why does my left look so much bigger than my right he's talking about his nuts <laughs> <laughs> these nuts <laughs> okay it's time to end this i love you i love you too